Hey everyone, this is Dave Cruz from Flyber Labs, a podcast on business and innovation in the Midwest and beyond. Here you'll meet fascinating people and learn about new technologies and practices that will change how you look at life and business. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Flyover Labs, and today we get to talk to Jessica Richmond. And Jessica is the co-founder and CEO of Ubiome. And Ubiome helps to understand the health of your gut. So many health conditions actually arise from your gut bacteria, so we'll learn a little bit more about that. And so Ubiome's Smart Gut is the world's first sequency-based test to help understand your gut health, which sounds pretty cool. So they've raised a lot of money and also went through Y Combinator, and I'm excited to learn more about my gut and what Jessica is working on at Ubiome. So Jessica, thanks for coming on coming on our show today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Great. So let's get right into it. And uh, how, you know, how do you start Ubiome and come up with the idea? It's not the most typical. That's it. <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah, it's pretty unusual. So my background is actually not in um, healthcare. I studied computer science and economics at Stanford, and then I was getting a PhD in computational social science, it's a kind of applied math, at Oxford, and in basically looking at large large data sets, like the Facebook data set and LinkedIn data set, using novel techniques to better understand them. And I was a little bit frustrated because I thought, you know, this is, you know, I don't know how I'm going to change the world by doing, you know, better, more sophisticated um, algorithm development on, on this data set. So I met my co-founder who was doing his PhD at UCSF in biophysics, and he'd worked on some of the projects related to the Human Microbiome Project, which was this big government-funded attempt to understand the microbiome. And we just realized, you know, the, the Human Microbiome Project that the NIH funded for $173 million had only studied 242 people. I mean, they'd done less technology development. They were pioneers. There were a lot of reasons they'd only studied 242 people. But the thought was, like, that's not big data. Let's get a really big data set and then use that data set to generate novel conclusions around the microbiome. And for me personally, the idea was just you can take the same techniques that you're using in the computational social science world, apply them to computational biology, and just have so much more bang for your buck in terms of meaning and purpose and doing something really useful and important for the world. So we started Ubiome to gather this big data set, and then, you know, it was gather data, question mark, profit, you know, <laughs> just gather a lot of data, do some analysis, great right. things will happen. <laughs> and, and in fact, that's what we did. So the, the smart gut test that you were talking about earlier is, like you said, the world's first sequencing-based clinical microbiome test. We made that test because we had the data that we gathered from our citizen scientists and explorers. They were able to learn a little bit about their microbiome and the impact of their health. We were able to also take that data and use it to make a clinical product, which doctors can prescribe for their patients. It's reimbursed by insurance, processed in a CAP-accredited lab. It kind of has all the, just like any other lab test that you, your doctor or hospital might order for you. And um, it was it was made through this process of being able to take data about the microbiome and make it useful by turning into something that has clinical impact. And can you can you tell us how somebody would go about uh, um, you know ordering a test and then it, sure and then, yeah. and then how do you take that data and and uh, actually find some useful insights? Yeah, absolutely. It's a r- really good question. So the ordering one is. is it's much simpler. So we've yes. got, we have the Explorer product. Anyone can go online, anywhere in the world, buy an Explorer kit. Um, you just go to ubiome.com, 
Flash Explorer and you put your credit card information. We often have sales. You can take advantage of those too and you can just buy it and it will tell you about um, health and wellness factors related to your microbiome. So it's not a medical test, but it will tell you about your levels of different bacteria, some suggestions for food and supplement and lifestyle changes to make to improve it, um, all on sort of a health, diet, lifestyle focus. For SmartGut, that's currently only available in the United States has to be ordered by a doctor in your state. Um, you go to smartguide.uvm.com and sign up. And if you have your own doctor, we'll notify them. If you don't have a doctor, we have doctors that we're engaging with in each state. Right now we have a California doctor, but we will have others where you'll be able to, where the doctor will be able to do a consultation with you and then order mm-hmm. the test. So those are two very different pathways, one for lifestyle information and one for medical tests for people who have chronic gut conditions and the doctor can order it and it's paid for by insurance. Um, and at this point, we're doing a pilot on it, so we don't balance bill, which means the shorthand version we're saying that is that you, the patient, will not have to pay during our pilot program. So that means that it's essentially free to the patient, which is awesome and very rare in our healthcare system. So on your question about data, um, so I think the really interesting thing is that, you know, before five years ago, you know, get around the time of the conclusion of the microbiome project, human microbiome project, there were maybe a thousand people in the entire world for any study ever who had their microbiome sequence. There just wasn't that much data. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of amazing. And now our data set is the largest in the world. It's over 100,000 samples. But it's still, I mean, small in terms of if you think about the 7 billion people in the world who all have many microbiomes that would all get sequenced. So the curve of how quickly microbiome sequences, you know, samples are being stored and analyzed is growing really rapidly. Um, but it's not what it will be. You know, I think that in, you know, 10 years, microbiome testing will just be standard of care. It would be kind of routine. People will be like, oh, it's a big deal. And of course, I got my microbiome tested. It's only now that this is kind of a big deal. So I would say that, that data helps us to better understand what's in the microbiome, what's normal and healthy. Um, and what, you know, what are the differences between healthy people and people who have a specific health condition and how can we use that data to better understand early detection, treatment, the effect of different treatments and kind of tracking the course of an illness. So maybe a really good example of that are people who have nonspecific gut conditions. So people who have, they haven't been diagnosed with IBD or IBS or celiac, but they just have gut symptoms that just do not go away. No one knows why. And some people call that leaky gut syndrome or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. There are a lot of different names for this just because nobody knows what it is and we're just trying to figure out how to help themselves. So one of the things that the, the smart gut test can do in a population is sort of look not just at pathogenic bacteria, but look at commensal bacteria and say, okay, this is great. You have really high levels of these specific bacteria, but really low levels of these other groups. And you can use that to guide treatment. You can say, oh, you know, one of the bacteria I'm really low in is actually available as a probiotic. Let me take that and see if it helps. It may help or it may not, but at least you kind of know what you're supposed to be doing. And you're not just kind of blind blind. Or one of the bacteria that I am rather low in, you know, is fed by a specific prebiotic 
fiber. So let me take that fiber and see if that helps me. So we can use that information to kind of guide treatment. And then you can test again and say, oh, wow, you know, my gut microbiome's improved tremendously. It's great. Have my symptoms also improved? <laughs> Let's see if this is actually, you know, improving the microbiome, but it's also affecting my symptoms. So in that way, kind of by gathering this type of data, you can start to come up with better protocols for helping people who currently don't even have a diagnosis or don't even have, there's certain just sort of trial and error treatments that sometimes take years for people to figure mm. out what's going on with the test. Yeah. I think I know a few people who could benefit. I think I could benefit. I think uh, I most I know could. so many people. <laughs> And, yeah, and, no, it's really surprising, actually. The more people you talk to, because it's not something people talk about in polite company, right? Yeah. Like, we're not like, oh, did you hear about my experiences on the toilet this morning? Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody's awesome. talking about that. Yeah. But there's definitely a sense that, you know, something people talk about, but it affects so many people. We, we've read estimates that 10% of the U.S. population has some chronic gut issue, oh, yeah. whether diagnosed or undiagnosed. And it's, I mean, in my conversations with people, I mean, my example is a bit biased. People talk to me about gut issues, but we definitely hear like so many people that have these problems and they're kind of not, they're kind of ill-defined and it's unclear what might help or what might not. And people just give up in frustration or just keep going back to the doctor all the time. And I think our hope is that Smart Gut will help cut that cycle short and give people better information to better figure out what they need to do. Well, and it'd be so interesting in the future. I mean, to get more of these is to, you know, because they're coming out with research about gut health related to so many different things. So like people no. with cancer and gut health, like do they have a different right. microbiome? Like, obviously we don't know right now, probably. But, right. But, and the effect, I mean, that's one I'm, I'm really interested in, particularly because I have a friend of mine went through um, chemotherapy recently, which is just not the most horrible thing you can, yeah, you can go yeah. through. And, you know, the gut, what, it, what chemo does to your gut microbiome mm. is apparently just like kills your gut microbiome. And, you know, can sometimes make it poss- impossible for you to form a new gut microbiome. If you think about it in terms of pharmaceutical collaborations, like can we make chemo that's gentle on the gut that still does what it needs to do? Or can we make palliative measures where, yes, you take chemo because you have to, and, you know, that's, that's what's state of the art for cancer treatment, but can you take things that will make your gut microbiome more likely to come back yeah. or be less devastated during the process? Interesting. That'd be great. And and I'm curious more from a, a technical standpoint, because I just get curious, is that, when, yeah. you know, let's say you have, you, uh, I get my uh, gut sequenced. And so you got Dave's sequencing there. You know, how does that look? Like, how do you store that on your system? Like, you know, do you uh, record the number of different bacteria? And how does that? And then. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. So we, so we get a small, it's a fairly small sample and easy to collect on. It's not like a gigantic stool sample, like some, some tests. Okay. You have to have it's a, it's a, you swab your toilet paper with a sterile oh, wow. swab with right. a Q-tip. That sounds fun. You stick it in a tube of buffer of um, fluid. You shake it up and you send it back. So it takes okay. literally two minutes, and it's not as gross. It's as non-gross no. as it can be, yeah. <laughs> given what we're dealing with. <laughs> and basically, you just so it's a small amount of sample. Now, what we do from that is we extract the relevant DNA for help to help us identify which bacteria. We're looking at. We extract the DNA. We PCR it, meaning we replicate lots of copies of it. We do a bunch of steps to kind of clear up, you know, which, um, you know, clear out things that might be confusing to the process. We sequence it, and then what we have at the end of what comes out of the sequencer are strings of reads. That's what they're called. So you know, A, C, T, and G, kind of 
you know, in in rows, and then you have to do a lot of bioinformatic work to figure out what are, you know, if I have this string of ACPs and Gs, what is that? Which bacteria is that? And there are some public databases you can use, but we've also done our own effort to clean wow. them up and make it easier for us to identify what's right. And, you know, does this string of characters mean bacteria A or does it mean bacteria B? And sometimes they're hard hard to tell what's a mistake and what's just a different bacteria. That's what I was going to ask. How do you know you're right? <laughs> How do you know? Uh... Yeah, I mean, right? Like, it's, 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 and it's really important to get it right, right? Because you're <laughs> making decisions on people's health based on which bacteria it is. So, we do a lot of work to clean, to sort of get a clean list, and we store we store all of it because data storage is cheap. So we store the reads, we store our analysis of the reads, we store the list of bacteria, kind of like the thing that we determined that it was at the end of that process, and then we store. In the case of you know smart gut, we store a lot of other you know HIPAA covered information about who the patient is and their doctors and all that sort of stuff. But the, I think the interesting part is that. You, know, you do this laboratory process that comes out with a bunch of letters, but then, well, great, you need to know what those letters mean. <laughs> and knowing what those letters mean is not a trivial process. There's a lot of scientific judgment that goes into figuring out, okay, if it's, you know, almost, almost, almost something, <laughs> but not quite that, do you do you count it as that uh, or do you count it as something else? And you obviously don't do that process manually. You write algorithms that make, you know, that, use statistical methods to find out which bacteria you're actually looking for. Gotcha. Okay. So let's see, we have about five minutes. I got different questions. Oh, yeah. but, uh, so sure. t- time flies. And so <laughs> we'll, we'll get done. We'll do it. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll go uh, rapid fire. So, uh, have you, have you done any, uh, have there studies out there about what affects gut health, whether it's a, um, stress or a diet, or is that to be determined still? That's a really good question. There are lots of studies. So there are a lot of things we know are good and there are things that we know are bad and there's a lot of things we're just not sure. So in the category of things we know are good are fermented foods because essentially when you're eating a fermented food, you're eating a bunch of bacteria and the food that they eat because otherwise it wouldn't be, the food wouldn't be fermenting. So we're very clear that there are many different kinds of fermented foods and they're really good for people because not only are you eating healthy bacteria, but you're eating the food that they eat so they're much more likely to survive, you know, the process of going to your gut and then winding up in the right place. So we know that that's good. We know that probiotics, when they work, are good. Um, they don't always work, and it's often unclear, you know, is it the wrong probiotic in the wrong time? Is it the wrong probiotic for you? Is it Was it never in the pill at all <laughs> due to yeah, you know yeah, lack yeah. of good regulation of manufacturing? There's a lot of good questions around that, but assuming that you get the right probiotic at the right time, it's a good thing. Um, and then there's prebiotic fiber, which is sort of food for bacteria, and you can take prebiotic fiber. They put it in all sorts of different foods. You can also just buy the fiber itself at Whole Foods or something and put it in a glass of water and drink it, and that's food for bacteria. So those things we know are good. Um, we know that a varied diet with Lots of different kinds of foods is good because those foods carry their microbiome with them and allow you to get rare, rare bacteria you might not get otherwise. Things that we know are bad are, um, you know, food that has, um, you know, where you just eat all of one type of food. You know, you always eat McDonald's hamburgers and nothing else. Like, we know that it's bad for your microbiome. Um, we know that, you know, diets that are low in vegetables and, you know, other things that might have dirt on them because soil bacteria can be very helpful. We know those are bad. 
Um, and the category of things that we kind of don't know about or we don't know, like, is a vegetarian diet better than a meat-eating mm. diet? Or is that even a meaningful question? Like, we don't know if that, we don't know directly if there's, like, evidence that one is good or one is bad. So the advice we often give to people and the suggestions we make in the Explorer product are often around things like, you look low in this bacteria, you might want to eat this fermented food. Gotcha. Okay. You had a second question, too, which I think I... No, no, I think that's uh, okay. Well, my other okay. question is more actually more general. I'm, it's just, uh, can you give some uh, stats on you, Biome? Like, I know you've raised uh, a good amount of money, or and uh, yeah, yeah. Employees, so we, and just to give people a feel. Yeah, so we raised twenty two million at this point. We have fifty employees. Wow. Uh, we've been around for four years, and we're really excited because <laughs> that's yes, our last stat. Good. We have a lot of really really cool stuff to do. And, you know, I think, I think the interesting thing from a startup perspective is, you know, we are a really new space. You know, we're a data-driven approach to life sciences. So we're kind of in between, you know, traditional life sciences drug development company and a, you know, a marketing analytics company or something. You have a lot of data, but it's very well understood space and you just kind of have better data analysis. So I think we're kind of in a, in between between those two places, which allows us to, you know, have a really strong technical um, approach both in the um, analytic side of you know what is this data and what does it mean, and also on the laboratory side of let's let's do creative and innovative lab processes that have not been done before. Makes sense. Okay, and last question, uh, and you, this is one of you can ask answer one of two of them. Is, so where do you want to take you, Biome? What kind of over the next three to five years, or what type of a study do you really want to? do in the near future Ooh, and they're kind of related actually so (laughs) so what's interesting about having a citizen science i guess maybe i'll answer that what's interesting about having a citizen science platform is that you really can do any kind of study so we've done all kinds of we did the microbiome of money we looked at you know is the three second rule correct (laughs) like we could do like fun little studies that no one would no, we found that it made a difference if it was wet or not. Is it good to be wet or not? Or you pu- no, because no. if it's wet, that means that <laughs> yes. you pick up the microbiome <laughs> of the floor. It's right, not wet. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's interesting. So, we had we've done those kinds of studies that are just fun and interesting, and that no one would ever fund from a scientific perspective sure. or take seriously. But like, you have a lab, and one of the cool things is that because it's open to anyone, anyone could do their own. We're happy to have, you know, if you have your some population you want to test things in, or if you have a funny hypothesis, you can just buy a kit and test it and, you know, do your thing, right? So I, I like that aspect of it. For a business, that's not a business. Though. For a business perspective, you know, what you buy will, will be is it's, we're, the, we're the leading microbial genomics company. What we do is take this big data set and derive value from it through making clinical tests and making, um, and other products that come from the microbiome. So I think as Ubiome grows, what we'll do is we'll have more and better clinical tests and also some other um, more drug and treatment-related products that we'll be going to market with. Um, but from the from the like fun studies to do perspective, I think there's there's so many things that are not really from business perspective are not going to you know immediately be huge revenue makers, but they're just interesting and they allow us to engage with the scientific community and satisfy our curiosity. And that's kind of a fun part of doing this. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's a 
good way to end the podcast. And uh, this is great. And uh, I'm I'm excited to uh, order a test here. I'm in Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could figure out how to do it yet. But uh, oh, can my, my doctor? If I set, go to my doctor, can I just? Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. you can okay. just start that. And sign up there. And if you're in California, then we can find a doctor for you. And if you're not, then we can. Um, then we're opening up various states. So definitely okay. sign up. All right. First people who sign up will be the first people to get it as soon as we hey open. All right. Excellent. Sounds good. Well, definitely appreciate your time, Jessica, and your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, you too. And what you guys are doing is pretty cool. So uh, good luck. Thank you. This has been really fun. You yep. too. Have a great day. Thank you. And Bye. thanks, everyone. Bye.